Hello and welcome back to Blacker Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We're here to discuss a series from Channel 5, I believe, in the UK entitled Witness Number 3. The entire time I was on vacation in London, I saw posters and trailers for this TV series and I was very sad and crushed that I couldn't watch it live because it premiered after I was there or after I had left but I was overjoyed to hear or see that it was on Hulu the four-part series is directed by dear mood I'm not quite sure how to pronounce the first name Goggins with writing credits going to Thomas Eklesher our starring cast is Ruerditch Malika as Poe, Sion Daniel Young as PC Ivan Barkas, who is super cute, by the way, Cole Martin as Kyle, David Crowley as Paul, Catherine Field as D, Nina Toussaint White as Jody, Sue Johnston as Kathy, Claire Dune as Detective Waylon, Paul Tylek as Gabby, Gwen Mc. McVean as DCI Richards and Stephen Cromwell as Tyler Osho. I am sure there's a huge array of additional credits, but uh, you'll have to check out IMDb for for the rest of those. Music by Ray Harmon, cinematography by JJ Rolf, produced by Alex Jones. An executive produced by David Noth and David Collins. This premiere episode, I think, set up things rather well. So I gave it an 8.5 out of 10. I think that if I was in this setup scenario, I would not be half as brave as our titular character, Jody. But getting a little bit more into her background, it makes sense for this character to be making the choices that she does by the end of the episode. Before we jump into the review, wherever you listen to this podcast, Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. I think I already said that word twice. And if you want to send feedback, blackercouch at gmail.com. We begin with three witnesses to what seems like a situation that isn't necessarily one that isn't a hostage situation, right? Like this guy doesn't seem like he's going with this other guy of his own free will. Jody, a hair salon owner, as well as stylist, goes down to the police station and she makes a a statement over the phone as well as confirms her statement with the police officer recalling details even about the hoodie that the person victim in this case was wearing she of course is curious thinking okay this is some type of high situation she's not going down the rabbit hole of oh my i may have witnessed something akin to the moments before a murder she's thinking oh i witnessed something that led to something criminal but not quite as as um 
of the magnitude that she learns a little bit later. She goes home. She has a son named, oh, what is his name? Kyle, who has asthma. He also likes to box. On their way home, they run into a guy who wants to use her phone to call a friend or his brother because he's locked out of his flat. Y'all polite as fuck because I would be like, if you live in this neighborhood, then you got friends in this neighborhood that can assist you in this situation. I ain't ever seen you around. I'm not giving you my fucking phone. Even though the kid was like, mom, I'm like, shut the fuck up and stay in your kid corner. Then when you realize that he actually didn't, uh, he, he apparently just got her number because one ring talk about he didn't pick up. I didn't hear a voicemail at all. I don't like you. But what can you do as far as other than I should say beat the shit out? I, I'm, I'm like that in them streets. I'm not even kidding. I was at Walmart the other day and this person came too close. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know who he was, but all I knew was if it comes between you and me and you try to come for me, you best believe it's not going to be an easy one for you. No, it's not. I'm fighting back. I'm prepared at all times to beat ass if need be. It was dark too. I'm a single female. I don't walk around in the birds acting like danger just don't want to attach itself to me. Anyhow, she goes into her home and this guy, this teenager clearly begins harassing her by filming her continuously. She also begins to get harassed at her place of business because it starts with two teenagers hanging around then there's a whole bunch of teenagers in black hanging around and while her co-worker d is alarmed and she is as well she still manages to go back to the police station and make a positive id i'm all fucking guilty she's not asked to sign her statement yet they are playing it coy with the police she wants to know more what's going on and her her boyfriend kind of put it out there that she's not someone who would not put themselves in the middle of it and then when we learn from her conversation with her mom that's something that the family is rather known for and that she has been rather a model of the community you would think you would walk around i don't know i think it's an isn't a, a british thing versus an american thing because we stay try to try to stay strapped at all times at least our black and brown communities do uh and i don't mean strapped with a gun shit mace uh uh one of those nightstick anything anything other than myself if this is the type of neighborhood i'm walking around in and that's what it feels with this estate that they're stating is it's full of nothing but gang and crime activity She is looking to move out into her boyfriend's home, something that her mom tries to drag her for, talking about, uh, well, you know, we used to stand up for the gangs. That was 1970, mama. That was 1970. Stop acting like 30, 40 years ain't produced different type of motherfuckers. These niggas crazy as fuck. She is assigned a officer that is her witness liaison. And it's someone that she barely remembers. She used to date his brother, Dan. She's like, oh, his little brother. I prefer younger. 
you know, little makes me seem like I'm not a man. He's definitely a man. I would jump all over that. Back to business though. He recalls that she used to dress different. Like you cut your hair and you're no longer rocking a nose ring. Thank you for bringing up when I was a teenager. He, uh, he at least wants to be honest with her as a person and not just a police officer because the detective, the DCI, she don't give a fuck. The more questions she was asking, the more she was not trying. And I understand that it's probably protocol, but she certainly was like, look, there's two other witnesses. You're the third witness. And I can only say that your identification matches the person that we have in custody then once she ids the hoodie that's when things start really ratcheting up once she starts getting phone calls with very disturb or not phone calls but messages with very disturbing type of imagery that she does show to to uh oh, i forgot his cutie patootie's name already to ivan but he's like, I'll let them know and they'll they'll track it. Like, fuck tracking it. What you gonna do to protect me? And that seemed to be a question that was very limited only until she was sent video footage of her being watched. Her son ends up having an asthma attack at boxing because someone took his inhaler out of his bag, which is just evil. And she thinks that he just forgot it. And that's, I don't blame her too hard for that one. Kids are kids. And if they've done it once and they never, like, yeah, I did put it in there. Sure, sure. And she tells him there's some things that you just can't. Like, I'm not saying you can't be in boxing anymore, but that's a hard thing for a kid to accept, but an even harder thing for a parent to have to get through to a child, especially if it compromises their health. Like, unfortunately, I know you want to do all the things your friends do, but your body's just not equipped to that. Not saying that you shouldn't pursue things, but it's just going to be different for you. They end up going back home. Once again, they're being watched. She, uh, her friend D has to check her when, um, when she got mad at that one chick that was asking so many questions, I was like, you being weird. And the way she was asking, it wasn't casual. Like, oh, so you lived around here? Tell me more about it. I really, even though she could have volunteered some information, but she was not in the mood to work today. She's like, I'm not up for conversation. I'm just trying to get your perm settled. Shut the fuck up. She and D have a conversation though, where she explains look my my brother did a little bit of weed then the gangs moved in and instead of you know just casually asking him to stop or I don't know giving him a, a, a warning they beat the shit out of him dragged him down the street stabbed him in the shoulder and sliced his fucking face Jesus Christ D tells her, look, this is bigger than you, bigger than me. I know you've done so much taking in people like myself, giving them second chances. But if you can nail these bastards, you've got to do this. It's a lot to put on somebody, especially a single mother. 
in my humble opinion and where the fuck is her boyfriend paul i know if my ch- my girl and i loved her was in danger and we about to move in anyway why didn't you just move her in to where you stand at or or better yet why don't you spend the fucking night what you don't want to put your your child in danger that's kind of fair but i'm sure she has grandparents you can spend the, you can spend the night that was a little bitch ass in my humble opinion but paul does uh they do have a nice little dinner together uh he shows her the bedroom he made for kyle they're excited to move in together he thinks she feels guilty for leaving and the fact that her mother puts that guilt trip on her says that he's reading her perfectly correctly because he goes to talk to mama and mama's like how did it work out the last time she heard her child sniffling and didn't even take it back she said i regret nothing why you so rude mama and she points out look i've been taking care of you my son the neighborhood i want to do something that's just for me i didn't ask to be everyone's mentor and role model for the community i don't want to spend my life here making a difference i succeeded i get to enjoy the comforts of that why do I have to succeed and put it back into the neighborhood? That is a lot to ask of, of some people, but some people do it as well. So I applaud those, but I don't think it's a criteria to be a decent person. Especially if I don't know, like those people have a tendency though, to one, have a crew, two, can handle themselves, right? Maybe take some gun lessons. I know. Guns are not a big thing in uh, England and Europe, and I'm really glad for it. But definitely, you can see the difference in violence, the intimidation factor versus if it was just people with guns, she would have just had her place shot up. She would have been shot up. That's that's how Americans do it. I mean, I'm sure if you look at both sides of the gangster equation with these teenagers, they're not the same. Not the same. The Brits would definitely be running in fear. (laughs) I got 10 year old motherfuckers, but she even said like D like these little kids were smaller than him, but they were wild. They were vicious. They don't give a fuck. That's what I mean by, you know, they aren't the same breed that you dealt with 70 years, mama, where they might've had some respect still. Now they have nothing to lose and are far more violent than previous generations where there could be someone that's so respected in the community that can then step up against them and maybe they do in britain but they sure shit don't happen that much if anything they're like ah his place doesn't get fucked up that's all that's all they do in america but that's when she gets some messages showing her that she's been watched so she takes it over to Ivan, who is honest and saying, look, we have to request money when there is a situation where you need to be in some type of protective custody. And he says the one thing they look for is aggravated. She's like, I don't even know what the fuck that is. I didn't either. But apparently she has an ex who, while wasn't in a gang, is affiliated with gang activity. He was a drug addict. 
And he also seems to have passed away. It was her late husband. She is having nightmares repeatedly about someone pounding on her door. I don't know what that's about, but I'm guessing it's tied to that past of hers. This all probably leads to the conundrum she finds herself in, which is wanting to do the right thing because this might actually make a difference in her community if she takes these people down, but also needing to have some self-preservation, which she's trying to do by even moving away. However, things are pulling her into the other direction. I know some of them people outside her shop did not have any mask on, and that would have been the first thing, like, roll the tape. You about to ID some of these motherfuckers. Secondly, if I saw all them people outside, you best believe I would go to get a hose, anything. <laughs> like, if you're going to harass me, I'm harassing you right back. I didn't get no sleep because of y'all. Y'all not going to get no sleep because of me. Ivan does say he will he will pro- more proactively look out for her and her son and he does that night as they're coming home and he's like look I need to talk to you for a second why did y'all feel the need to talk in front of the kid to you know stress him out tomorrow I don't know if you were stressed out of course he was stressed out y'all fucking just dished all the tea right in front of him I still think that Brits and, and their relationship with their children are so different very different um and i'm not saying it's a bad thing i can see some benefits but some of them i'm just like no he needs to not be in the grown folks business but he he tells her look i'm telling you as a police officer you know i'm encouraging you to do the right thing as a person uh the the other two witnesses have pulled out the cct footage cctv footage we had is blank So you are the only person that can put him and tie him to this murder. Cause she did ID the, the, the hoodie, right? And it had blood over it. That's when she realized like, oh shit, he's dead. He's dead, isn't he? And the woman wants him, wants her to sign the statement, but it was Ivan. He's like, give her a few days. So she fully understands what her rights are and what the pros and cons are. You know, it's not fair to railroad someone into something. And he kind of says, look, I can't tell you what I would do and the situation, but I'm also saying I would not judge you. No one would judge you if you decided, you know what? I'm not signing that statement because you have someone to look after. And then he goes back to when you broke my brother's heart and the way he keep looking at her and talking about how she's the same. I'm like, did you have a crush on her or something? Kind of weird, but he's so cute. I don't mind. So she then, after seeing this, walking through the neighborhood, seeing all of the gang violence around, shops being attacked, she decides, goes back home and tells her son, look, I'm not going to sign the statement. And then he said, I knew you weren't going to because some things you just can't do. I totally think he should get an award in Petty. Because that was an Oscar-nominated uh, performance right there in Shade. Uh, she then, though, gets a video of her shop being destroyed. And she wa- she runs out of her house. And my first thought was, the baby! The fucking kid! How, how you gonna 
just leave your kid unattended and think about that afterwards no i get a video of someone breaking in my shit i'm calling the police that's what their job is i'm not gonna run down to the store to scream and anger and rage you know i understood that anger and rage but for her to then be like oh shit i left my son unattended and at the mercy of the gang and run back but he's fine he's asleep he didn't even know she left the house and at that moment she's like fuck all this she calls the number back sees the motherfuckers outside because they whistle and she calls the the head guy that's been following around like look i ain't no punk ass bitch i'm signing the statement because now now that you have destroyed everything put me in this state no i control me i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but it feels as if what she's saying is i have a voice here a bigger voice than you realize and i will not be intimidated but people have died so there's that fuck this shit i'm out Mm-mm. fuck this shit i'm out no thanks don't mind me i'ma just grab my stuff and leave excuse me please fuck this shit i'm out nope fuck this shit i'm out all right then i don't know what the fuck just happened but i don't really care i'ma get the fuck up out of here fuck this shit i'm out a very stray observation that dust on the remote I was like damn you ain't use that you ain't clean that thing in forever why has it got so much dust in it if there was one scene there was a remote and all i could see was the dust it, it felt very authentic and also the estate thing is that estates feel like the the tower buildings in new york city where they put a lot of the lower class citizens into which consolidates all of the the crime and and poverty into one locale is that very prevalent in london i didn't go to no estates while i was there granted i was only in london but i am curious i was seeing some homes around and i looked at some of the the real estate looks ridiculously high but so is it over here i'm still going to to rhode island that's still high on my list but uh yeah i see a lot of the shows where they speak about the estate so i'm guessing they're they're kind of like the ghetto the hood which is what we would call it in america now it's going to conclude our podcast for this week if you want to send thoughts feelings as stated blackercouch at gmail.com or leave a comment below until next time peace hair crease and blacker magic (laughs) 